From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 506. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Microsoft Lists. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. What's up, Mike Hurley? How are you today? I'm good, my man. How are you? Good, good. How was that uh, our time change treating you? Hmm. Hasn't changed <laughs> yet. Changes this weekend for me. Questionable. Looking forward to it. Looking forward yes. to it. But uh, I think it's Mike time is, to get rid of it. To be honest, yes, you're in the t- you're in the twilight zone. This is uh-huh. a twilight zone episode uh, mm-hmm. for us, and um, so yeah, you know, it's just something. You know, the podcasting life, Mike. You just sometimes got to deal with those schedule changes. That is the real. You know, it's like back down here working hard. You know, schedule changes. Woof. We are very very hard job that we have. <laughs> Such complainers, uh-huh. these two. Ugh. These two. So let's talk about the $800 pin I bought, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Times are tough. Over there man, man, man. Oh, boy. I got my Elwood Pocket Master, and I thought I would uh, take a moment, even though I, I kind of talked about buying a celebratory pin, because this is my first official, what I call a celebratory pin. Um, it's a topic that we have covered uh, a lot a lot of times uh, previously from you kind of mm-hmm. doing that and mm-hmm. some listeners also asking about that uh, type of topic. And the more I thought about it, I've never really specifically like tried to like mark an occasion with a pen like i'll buy my first nakaya but it's a big deal because it was my first nakaya it's just like you know part of what i do you know enjoying pens but this one i bought to celebrate obviously our 500th episode and 10 years of the pen addict so I bought an Elwood Pocket Master, Mike, and as we mentioned before, this is manufactured in Germany, a small maker out of Germany called Elwood, uh, made by Frank uh, there at the, the Elwood factory. Uh, you know, I think he's a pretty much solo operation. And I saw this pen on UK Fountain Pens for the first time, and it kind of checked all my boxes to look into further, right? Mm-hmm. This is a small, pocketable pen that is my style, my aesthetic. I like this kind of setup for a pen, so let me look into it more. So I was going to buy one model of pen that was pretty stock, just a full metal pen, you know, steel nib, you know, the same shape and style until I kind of browsed around Elwood more and got roped into talking myself into well let's just buy like the mega upgrade model and we'll celebrate 500 episodes and it could be it could be my first time celebration pen so what i ended up with mike was kind of like i went full send on this one yeah. it's an, <laughs> <laughs> there he goes <laughs> so if you you only celebrate 500 episodes one time uh-huh. right so um I went with an ebonite barrel, which is Uh this great kind of teal polished uh, ebonite. And the hardware is silver, like legit silver, like 935 silver, whatever it is. It's like that a new thing. Do you have any other pens that are silver, like actual silver? So I have a Yardo Lead, which is a full silver. I think it's sterling. This one's Argentium, I think. I'll tell you the difference in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's a big, bulky pen, the Yardo Lead, and I'm probably going to end up selling it. Um, it's really, really nice, but I it's just a very, very, very big pen. Um, it does what it does well, 
but it may just not be a fit for me in the end, uh, even though the few times I've used it, I really, really uh, enjoyed it. So this one has silver hardware. So the grip section is silver. The like the barrel threads, the threading, the post on the back of the pen, because it's a small pen, you have to post the cap to actually use it is silver. Like the internal cap threads that you don't see on the outside, also silver. So there's a lot of silver in this pen, um, which is a neat thing for me. You know, I did the full upgrade and I also went for the 18K nib. I mean, when I, if I'm going that big, we have to round it out with the 18 karat gold rhodium plated nib. So this is completely tricked out for me, right? You could probably do something even more crazy. Um, you could probably get a full silver pen from Frank. I haven't looked um, because that wouldn't be uh, something I was looking for. But this one, this one is. But it's a small pen, right? But when you like a say picture like a Caveco Sport, it's small, pocketable when it's capped. But you can uncap it and post the cap on the back and makes it like a full length barrel, right? So when you're, you're writing with it, it fits your hand properly. I would not enjoy using this pen if you didn't post the cap, right? It's designed to be used posted. Um, one of the other things you have to think about buying a pen this small, it's only going to fit short international cartridges or terrible short international converters, which I refuse to use. So... I wanted to not use just kind of a stock cartridge I have for this yet. So mm -hmm. I had an empty cartridge, right? Which you can just clean out with a syringe, you know, take like a Caveco cartridge. In my case, I took a Diamine cartridge, right? They're just all these short international cartridges are very, very common. You get one, clean it out, flush it out with a syringe, and then syringe fill it. And I chose a Graphon Faber-Castell Deep Sea, which I did a whole kind of, I wanted to go matchy-matchy on this first fill i'll probably this is kind of made to be like a good blue black pocket pen for me okay. so i'll probably just go to a stock cartridge later like waterman mysterious blue is probably going to be like the main cartridge for it is it that but I like wouldn't... there are no converters or that any converters that exist to just be too small you'd never get enough ink in them so we've talked about caveco making these yes. and they've gone through a couple yeah. of different designs and you can fill those with a syringe, but like trying to fill them as their converter, like attached to the pen, is just an exercise in frustration, right? So the only good thing for those converters would be to syringe fill them also, uh -huh. right? And you're still get you're going to get less capacity because of the converter mechanics having to take up a little bit more space in there. So. There are converters, they're just generally poor um, or frustrating. So they're just, it's it's not a good experience, even though you're having to go through a couple of extra steps to, hey, get an, ex get an empty cartridge, syringe fill it, you know, that's, that's a couple extra steps as well. But I, it's, when you have a pen like this, that's like super special, I wanted to like, I'm fine putting in that extra effort, right? Like to make yeah. it really, really nice for what but, I want to but do. But similarly, so. if you do have like a standard cartridge that works for you, then then great too, right? Yep, which is why I, I really like Waterman Mysterious Blue. It's an ink that doesn't get enough credit for just being a really, really nice blue-black. And it it's the exact cartridge fit. It's a short international mm. cartridge. And I already have a box of them. I can just pop them in there. So car we've talked about cartridges 
you know, over the past year or two that more companies are getting into the cartridge game. Like you can get some really nice Karen Dash colors. Diamine has stepped up their cartridge production to have a really, really wide range of colors. So um, even Graphon Faber-Castell, I just don't have a deep sea cartridge like I would use that in this as well. They make um, short international cartridges for this. So that would be a good choice. There's some good stock choices out there. I'll eventually go to that because if I'm writing this pen out of ink, I just want to kind of pop in the next cartridge and go. Because this this extra fine nib, it's it's pretty juicy, right? It's a gold nib. It's just dead smooth. It's it's Yovo nibs, right? So Elwood uses Yovo nibs. They have the Elwood logo stamped on there. It's a really, really nice. Um, I'm assuming Frank tuned it before it left. It's right on the money. Like, it just feels great. But even, you know, the extra fine German gold nib is still pretty wide. I might actually tweak this down a little bit or maybe like get it into like a cursive italic. But it's a it's a juicy extra fine that writes really, really smooth. The one kind of question I didn't know, the one risk I had going into it was the grip section of the Elwood Pocket Master. It's vertically grooved or scored, if you will, right? So the grip section's textured, and we'll have pictures in the show notes of what the what the Elwood, we'll have a link to the Elwood site, and you can see, because most of the pins have this same section, it actually works really, really well. Now, I haven't written a novel you know, holding a metal vertical grooved section, but it is shockingly comfortable. You can imagine that it just kind of locks your fingers in without having to use very much pressure. So the concern isn't like your the front part of your grip, but the back side of your grip. If you have like a traditional tripod grip, the back of your middle finger rests on the barrel and that's the part that generally gets to be uncomfortable not the front part where your like your um your your pinchers are your index and your thumb but the way the pin is weighted and balanced it's almost a non-issue like i don't even notice the grip so the only thing you do notice that's not standard or what you would experience with say like your your regular platinum or sailor when you're threading metal on metal Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more noticeable right and especially a softer metal like silver so you like you feel the grooves when you're when you're posting the pin or when you're screwing the cap back on where if you were doing that with a platinum like your Kaveco sport you just kind of just go to town don't even notice it it's plastic on plastic it's not a big deal you notice metal on metal threading right so some people may not like that, but it's really a non-issue um, if you're if you've used metal part pins before. So overall, like, yeah, I, I'm thrilled with it. Right? It's it's this is a me pin that I would have a hard time recommending to you pin. Right? Like, this is not a pin I go out and recommend to a lot of people. It's very particular. It's very specific which is why I latched onto it really quickly, like seeing it, right? It, it it checked all my boxes. So I was in, and I would think a lot of people would go, mm, yeah, that's not really for me, and that's like super valid too, right? This is not a universal type of pin design. Um, it's very, very particular um, in that aspect, but um, it fits my particularness perfect. So uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy with it, using it for show notes today. 
the uh, I'm I'm really proud at how well I matched the color <laughs> when yeah. we stream. Well, I have a little picture where we did a bunch of ink testing on on stream, trying to ma- get the perfect color match for it. Uh, yeah, and and I'm good, but like this is not something I would send you over to go check out, right? Like it's uh, like right. I don't see you ever enjoying a pen like this. Oh, where, really? Where well, I mean, yeah, you would like to use it. Like you, oh yeah, that's cool. But like, you don't have any interest in owning it, right? Like, I don't know, maybe a full size one. A full sized I would. I, mm-hmm. I do find it very beautiful, which is what intrigues me. But I just could not buy a pen like this before I tried it out because yep. I can very clearly see it has to be posted, right? Like, there's no Definitely. way around it, and the I don't one. know how I would f- how that will feel for me because I just know mm-hmm. that the weight is going to feel different um, mm-hmm. than if it was full-sized and I would be keen to understand how it feels, you know? Yeah, so let's talk about that weight as we continue down this show note. So, okay. disclosure, I paid full regular price for this pen, you know, no discounts, no no blog, no penfluencer uh, <laughs> no pen pricing rate. for no, yeah, this. No, no pen addict rates. Right, no panatic rates, and then the box showed up, <laughs> and the box showed up with two boxes on the internals, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only ordered one pen. I was like, "Hmm, okay." So I break out the first box, which is my uh, my. I guess I'll call it my Deep Sea Pocket Master because that's kind of what this color looks like. And I break out the second box, and there's a little post-it note. On, on it said, maybe for your followers, question mark. And uh, I opened it up, and it's another Pocket Master, but a big difference in this one. So this is an all-Ebonite model Pocket Master, which compared to mine is a very different feeling pen, having essentially no metal parts except for the nib. So when I pulled it out of the package, I did a weight check on these. So my pen checks in around 50 grams with all mm-hmm. the silver and everything. Like it, it's not it's not a light pen, but it's not overly heavy for how it's designed. It's balanced well. Like I don't notice the weight when I use it until I picked up the all ebonite one and it checked in at 10 grams. So mm. it is this air light, really neat looking pos- pocket master, which... I'm giving it away, Mike. It's on the blog right now. Um, I'm giving it away. So um, Frank was nice enough to send this to me, and I want to pay it forward, send it um, to someone out there in Panatic land. So we'll have a link to the giveaway on the blog. Um, The entries are obviously going fast and furious. It's got a nice black steel nib attached to it, and it's a really unique pen in that it's so... It's it's unique in its design to begin with, which is why I was attracted to it. Sure. But the weight of it is abnormally light, and I think it's going to be interesting uh, for whoever gets this to to use. It's it's definitely more along the lines of a Caveco Sport. Okay. And I think it might be lighter than a Caveco Sport, which is saying a lot, which is really, really cool. So I, I look forward to... Uh, well, where is this sin- weight difference coming from? Like, what is it the... Silver. So mine has silver. silver. So it's so it's not just a silver like grip section, right? So the post on the back of the pen is silver, which means it has to thread through the barrel. So like the barrel lining of mine, it's is also silver, right? Because it has right. to thread in. So there's 
internal threading on the front end and the back end of the barrel and on the front end of the cap for me to attach it. So each piece of this has internal metal parts in my case. All those internal parts, there was not, there's no skimping on the internals. All the internals are silver as well, right? There's not brass or, or steel inserts on mine. So it's just all of that weight um, and adds up. But like when you hold it, you go, okay, it's got some weight to it. It doesn't, you don't go, oh my gosh, that's heavy. Um, but when you write with it, you don't notice the weight at all, which is always the sign of a well-designed pen to me. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So I'm happy with it. I will, uh, you will definitely see some more pictures and me not shutting up about it for a little while here. And, um, yeah. So, and also shout out to Frank for adding in that extra pen for me to use as a giveaway, which is now up on the website. So uh, go check that out. Well, I'm, I look forward to seeing it one day, and I'm really pleased uh, to see that, that you are happy with it because it, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was a bit of a risk that Truth. you were taking, I feel like. Yep. On this it one, definitely so. was. And it's one of those things I talk about big picture-wise, right, where say we t- people ask, like, do you have a list of products, say, for like a pen show or something like that, right? And I was like, I don't actually keep like a shopping list. I keep a research list, right? So I'm always seeing these things, reading about these things. So when the opportunity comes up, I'm better positioned to make a good decision with my money. And when you're spending that much money on a product, you want to be sure you're making as good Uh a decision as possible. This one happened to come about a little bit quicker, right? Like the decision-making process was a little bit quicker. This is probably a whole like podcast segment down the line of, of how I choose to buy an expensive pen um and a lot of it is waiting and researching until you're comfortable to know that you're spending your money wisely so uh yeah we'll we'll save that full uh exploration of the topic uh, for a later date but um yeah like it was a lot less risky for me having the level of experience that I have, right? Where different people would have a, a different process in, in thinking about these things. All right, should we take our first break? Let's do it. All right, if people have heard this and they're like, oh man, I want a new pen. I know where you can go, <laughs> Pen Chalet, because they have everything you're looking for from all of your favorite brands and all of the types of products that you want. Whether you are looking for a new fountain pen or maybe you want a new mechanical pencil in your life. Maybe you just want some ink or you're looking for some uh, refills or maybe a you know just some little accessories like converters, carrying cases. No matter what it is that you're looking for, Pen Chalet is the place to go because they do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the U.S., with great shipping rates worldwide, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Penchalé, you had the fastest, most reliable customer service in town, and they run special discounts. Every couple of weeks, you're going to find closeout specials, and then also make sure you're checking back to see their new styles of pens, and they're having new products from new brands all the time over at Penchalé. If you're ever seeing something online, like, oh, I want to check this out, go to Penchalé first, because... You are listening to the Pen Addict Podcast, which means that you get to save 10% on anything at any time over at Pen Chalet. Just go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password Pen Addict, and you will get the 10% code that you need to save on anything at any time, as well as getting to feast your eyes on some specific offers just for Pen Addict listeners. What have we got, Brad? 
We have the Monteverde Giant Sequoia Fountain Pen at a really, really nice price. This is one of the neater Monteverdes. We reviewed the Invicta today on the Panatic blog. Jeff just did his review. He, the Invicta is a pen that he really enjoys. This is a, a an acrylic model pen where the Invicta is a metal barrel pen. And mm-hmm. it's got some really neat uh, striated acrylic materials. And for that price, like it's a really, really <laughs> exceptional price for a pen that I know a lot of people enjoy. Um, they also have a couple of Pelican special editions, the 200 golden barrel, which was last year's uh, pen or ink of the year. And then before that, the Moonstone, they also have the M205 Moonstone at really exceptionally marked down prices yeah, so definitely. those are always good deals the uh the special edition one that you mentioned is cool because it's it's a clear demonstrator too which yep is nice. yep which is and that's actually i like pelicans clear demonstrators because they have made those for decades and decades but they don't always have them available right so it's actually a very modern type of of pen but it's really a throwback to like some vintage designs that they've had back in the day so uh-huh. really cool y'all go check those out there's some great stuff on the on pen chalet as always that's p-e-n-c-h-a-l-e-t.com click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password pen addict our thanks to pen chalet for the support of this show and relay fm do you think pen chalet is ever gonna stock chicken ink chicken ink chicken ink what is this do i want to know mm, do you i i think you do want to know mike okay. because chicken ink is coming to a pen near you mike our, our friends at wearing even though we've probably never mentioned them on the, on the podcast I'll, I'll say that they're friends friends of the friends of the show wearing they're an ink maker out of korea i believe and they are doing April Fool's right, Mike. They're making a silly product that's going to be real and launching it on April Fool's because they just want to have fun. So okay. they are literally making a an ink to match um, a traditional fried chicken and a spicy or a seasoned fried chicken. So there's okay. like a golden brown caramelly colored ink and it's paired with kind of like your sriracha red mm-hmm. um very interesting Red to me ink. that you decided to describe it as caramel. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you could have just said it looks like fried chicken. It it's golden. I don't know. It's it's that color. You well because you, you don't look at ink colors, Mike, and go, boy, that one looks like ahi tuna, <laughs> right? Well, that, you do if they say this is the tuna ink. Although you they know? do, they we did have a salmon pen just recently, yeah. so I I I rescind that remark. Yeah, we we do get a lot of inks based on foods and colors and and tastes and smells. But uh, chicken, chicken, that's a that's a new one on me, and uh, I, I gotta say I'm here for it. <laughs> well, I mean, it works because we're talking about it, right? Yeah, yeah, I do appreciate the conviction though. Of yeah, we're gonna do a funny thing and make it. My only criticism is it's March twenty third. Yeah. Why and, am I hearing about it now? Well, because they're they're just saying like it's it's for real and we're just going to do something a little silly, but uh-huh. we're they're doing it as kind of like a pre or, or like a not like a pre-order, but like a launch notification. I know what if you're saying. If this is an April Fool's Day thing, just do it on April Fool's Day, like do it on April right, 1st, right, right. you know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So scheduled to be released on March 30th. I I do pr- I do appreciate like the 
the drumstick art, right? Oh, it's of, beautiful. Of how the, the page, uh, yeah. how the ink looks. Like, you're never going to look at these and go, boy, that one looks like, uh, you know, Nashville Caramel. hot chicken or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, the, you're always going to have chicken inks. Like, who doesn't want chicken inks, Mike? Uh-huh. I think I think we all want chicken eggs. <laughs> now I'm particularly interested in the next link in the show notes because okay. uh, I looked at the the words that you had written around it, mm-hmm. and you seemed very excited. And I opened the <laughs> link and thought, "Is this what Brad wanted mm. to put in the show?" Yep, yep. My excitement is tempered of the Pilot Nine Twelve Custom Twenty Twenty Two Edition, right? Okay. But the I the design choice is not what I wanted. The idea that they're thinking about expanding the pilot custom nine twelve lineup into like annual editions that are different looking than the standard black pilot nine twelve, it makes me think that they're at least thinking about it. Right. So what right, I okay. want so my big my master plan for pilot, if I was on the board, I want the 912 to be essentially the Sailor Pro gear of their product lineup, right? To where, like, every year you give me two or three or four kind of new stock barrel colors, right? Just solid orange, solid purple. You know, these just, it's an acrylic pen, it's a good size. The 912 also allows for the best nib selection range right this is where you start getting into the posting nibs and the the um fa nibs and the stub nibs and things like that so this doesn't go that far so this is a almost a throwback 912 but the way that they're wording the terminology of this is 2022 like special edition release Mm -hmm. at least gives me some hope that there might be something more coming in the future for the 912 as a platform. So these are your basic gold trim fountain pens. And these colors hark back to like like the 60s and 70s. It's like blue and gold and green and gold and red and gold. You know, they're fine. Like they're not sure. my style, not my aesthetic, but the idea. Like this is the path right i'm seeing the light is pilot seeing the light i don't know because you can you can only get stock nibs with this you can only get fine medium fine or medium which is uh-huh. lame but like i am anxious now i'm like this is like do they do they see it is this is this going to happen well, do they usually have a a annual release no not for the 912 they've okay. done some other things like they did like last year, they did the 91 with uh-huh. kind of those swirled marbly barrels. Um, I don't know if we didn't talk about them that much because they honestly, they weren't like super attractive. It was, again, kind of almost like a throwback design a little bit. I didn't, don't think they were like super modern and they were okay. They were also priced much higher than these are. These are closer to regular price 912s which is what i want to see right uh-huh. i just want like i give me an orange 912 okay as part of the stock lineup and then give me like a special edition one you know give me you know this is where i want to see your your glitter finials or your translucence translucent you know materials or your weirder materials things mm-hmm. like that 
I just think the 912 is such a great pen that is really held back by being available in black. Okay. So I, I just think because it is it is priced, it's the size of a um, Pro Gear standard, right? Not the the Pro Gear Slim. It's this. It's the size of the bigger one, and it's priced so much more competitively and provides such a great experience from a fountain pen. That's you know it's expensive, right? It's over two hundred dollars, but for what it is, it it really punches above its weight. Yeah, and um, I just think this is the one product lineup I want Pilot to like extremely lean into. And um, I I doubt that we'll see it. Honestly, that's not Pilot's move. Like they'll do one thing here, one thing there, and never really kind of change up the theory of mm. you know what the product lineup is. But uh, I, I'm holding out hope. This is this is my dream scenario. You know, we're we're now one percent into the dream scenario, but it's better than zero percent. Now tell me what you've been up to here on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like maybe to troll you a little bit. Hey, I, um, I, I know I, you're not trolling me. No, no, not really. And I'm even really trolling myself because you know, as we know, we're we're not going to talk about F1 too much on this sh- on this <laughs> podcast because Mike has his own podcast to talk about F1 uh, called uh, the Backmarkers, which I, I enjoyed the first oh, uh, episode you. after the first race, uh, the Bahrain race, which was extraordinarily interesting. Oh, so um, good. If not from a on track perspective, but I'm just so from happy. Everything like, perspective for you and for people that started, uh, you know, started have got into Formula One this year because mm-hmm. talk about season opener, my word, yeah, what it was, a fantastic it was, race that was last week. It was really, really great. Yeah. Um. So what to the, the very last second, which is like <laughs> that's the best. That's the well, yes. That doesn't happen very much. It right? really peaked at the end, and yeah. that's not always the case. No, and, and, and it, it peaked in a very so in a very I mean, negative is not the right word, but it wasn't like, ooh, this is great racing. It was like, oh, no, everything fell apart. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you would have seen the view inside of Mega Studio, <laughs> someone got very excited. <laughs> I'm sure there was some running running around. Oh, there was and, some screaming and some pointing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very happy boy. So one of the, the benefits of me being involved with Spoke Design uh, is the ability to have trays and trays of, of very colorful fountain pens uh, right at my fingertips. So uh, while it's a little bit, um, you know, self-absorbed to, to post my own pens in these very interesting ways, I get to make some cool colors. Like I made a McLaren pen mm-hmm. um, the other day, you know, before the season started. Um, we're going to have to retire that pen just like the mclaren cars for now oh it's fine they're gonna be fine it is fine but it traded it in for a ferrari pin so i got to make Mm -hmm. a bright red ferrari black and silver and uh i just thought you know i'm gonna do this i could even go a little bit further i can find a gold nib and maybe get some gold ink to like really Mm -hmm. go full ferrari mode and i was wondering about you like would you ever want a pen to represent like any like fandom type of thing, not even F one. Like I wrote it as an F one thing because honestly, I think my general answer is no, because it's so specific thing, right? Like I talk about, you know, my baseball fandom and my team won the world series, the Atlanta Braves and their colors are red, white, and blue. I just don't need a red, white, and blue pen to represent that. But there's sometimes 
it kind of looks cool when like I'm making these like McLaren and Ferrari based pens. I can make a really nice Aston Martin pen um, with some of the colors we have, but like, is would that ever be a thing you're interested in? Because I think maybe the prevailing answer is no. It's like almost a bridge too far. Well, I bought the tactile tone GT as well because yes, uh, I wanted to support my boy Lando. You know, yes, and it's, there are some similar color overlaps there. Uh, mm-hmm. I will also say that the red that you chose for your pen is better than the red that Ferrari chose for its own car, which is good. Yes, so that's good, a f- good work on you. Yeah, very strong opinion from you this year, which mm-hmm. I don't disagree with. <laughs> and what I'll say is, like, I don't know if necessarily I would, I would like just buy something because it matches the color but mm-hmm. in the sense of like with say the spoke icon where you mm-hmm. can do some color choices of your own you know you could buy mm-hmm. some extra parts or whatever as a way to create a color combination for myself i mm-hmm. could see doing this because i don't necessarily know especially buying online like what is the right combination for me or like the best combination um, you know, like oh, of all of the stuff, what is the stuff that goes best together? Because that was the thing, right? Where like I bought mine and I'm happy with it, right? Like I got mm-hmm. the orange inside of the black. But as you were putting stuff together, and it was like, oh, I had no idea this and this would go well together, you know right? I mean? Right. And so, and and so, if I was faced with that kind of decision, I could see myself choosing. Like I now genuinely wish that you had like yellow, yeah, because then <laughs> I could make a Mercedes. Like yeah, I could make I'll, a Lewis focused pen. Yeah, I really want a teal. I'll, I'll talk to Brian see if I can get some like teal parts because I think I, that would work good with like some of the black and the silver. Like that's the the one I want to make to see if I could get it close. And I I can't right now with the parts. So, like the greens are too lime and the the oranges are too gold yeah. and orange. Yeah, because they've yellow. got the actual like Mercedes colors is like that teal, right? But I, mm-hmm. I'm very into all of the pops of yellow that Lewis yeah. put on his car this year as well. But like, yeah. you know, I could imagine like a silver pen with a black grip section and then mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. colors would look really great for a Mercedes pen, you know? Yep. So yep. I yep. could, I would do that. And I imagine it's one of the reasons that people do, which is like, if you're faced with color options... What mm-hmm. colors do you choose? And an easy thing is just to like support the thing that you enjoy, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, I wouldn't f- know what to get otherwise, really. Yeah, it's a fun, yeah, fun little story it. you can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun little, fun little attachment to it. But yeah, I don't think it's a, it's a huge thing. It's something I'm more like to have fun with. And you know, uh, I, I just, I was sitting there. I was like, I gotta do this. Like, I'm gonna make this after this weekend. So I went and did it, and it it was fun. It came out really well. And yep. I'm actually, uh, I took the nib out of uh, out of my Lando pen, which is what I call the spoke icon. Um, so it it's sitting there in the pit right now. Uh, so the Ferrari can have the nib. So there you go. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is what I. This is what what happens to Brad when you leave him alone for any no, period of time. <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it at least. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's turn to a, a, a serious bit here for a yep. second. And I know a lot of you have been reaching out to me and to other uh, companies and other bloggers and everyone asking about Bennu Pen. And their the relation isn't the right word, but they they're a Moscow, Russia based pen brand that we are all fans of. You know, me personally, I'm a fan of Bennu. I've worked with them for years. And I know a lot of people were had some questions like, what's going on with Bennu? You know, what is their stance? And they have made it very clear that they are anti-war. 
um, you know, anti current administration, anti all the bad things that are happening in Russia to the end where they are actually picking up and moving to Armenia, not just moving, you know, the owners just moving there said they're moving their employees. They're going to be basically an Armenian based company going forward. Um, they have, you know, pledged their support to, to the people in Ukraine and anti, you know, the Russian war sentiment. So I just wanted to point that out, uh, for people that are asking, they are not very active on social media right now for obvious reasons, right? They're this, they're in a tough situation, personally so i'm just hoping the best for uh benu i i've emailed kate who is my contact there uh, one of the founders and we've had a great relationship over the years and you know i haven't heard back from her um which is very very understandable so like i would just preach preach patience um with everything that they're doing i feel like they're doing the the right things and the best things for them as a company and as people and as, you know, believers in, in, you know, doing yeah. good for the world. So I think the best thing we can do is, is support them as much as we can. Although like direct via Bennu support may be a little tough right now. We can always support them through retailers. Um, I've reached out to the U S distributor here just to see, Hey, is there anything we can do to help support them? What's the right path to take? So when I hear back from any of that, I, I will definitely let people know, let them know on Twitter or mention it on the podcast here, but um, they are, they are making a stance and I support them wholeheartedly and I hope they come out uh, unscathed through all this, but I, I can't imagine, um, you know, what they're going through, what, you know, much less what, you know, the people in Ukraine who didn't ask for this are going through right now. So um, mm. they definitely have all my support and, um, you know, we're all affected like uh, in by this and in different ways and having someone directly affected like uh, Benu Penn in, in our space, you know, it, it hits home a little bit uh, more yep. and uh, I just uh, support them completely. And uh, like I said, I hope to uh, hear from them soon uh, once they get set up and um, hopefully this, this, this war uh, ends very, very soon for uh, all of our, all of our sake. Yeah. What a thing to have to contend with. Yep, yep. It's uh, I, I can't imagine. Like, I, I held off emailing Kate for the longest time. I was like, they don't need an email in their inbox. I was yeah. like, you know, I, I'm just going to tell them I support them. Is there anything I can do? And not expecting to ever hear back. Like, they're just... Yeah. You know, so I hope uh, I hope uh, we all can continue to enjoy their fun, sparkly, amazing pens. I need to go ink up my Bennu uh, after the show, as a matter of fact, and uh, and start posting about it because I, I really love my uh, Bennu talisman that I have. Do you have a Bennu? I don't think like I know it's not, the Bennu. Hey, completely separate topic of conversation. Speaking of not for everybody, Bennu pens are not for everybody. (laughs) They are wild and sparkly and weird and odd shapes and just crazy pens. Like, I don't think you have one. Am I right? No. Yeah, yeah. Like, nor should you. Like, I don't think it's a pen for you. Again, like, we talk about these things. Like, I can say I love something, you know, until until the cows come home. That doesn't mean it's for you. And Bennu pens are not for everyone, but I know the one that I have I really, really love. And I've seen some other ones that I love, too. So, if you're a Bennu pen fan, stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have more from them uh, in the near future. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not for me, Bennu pens. Like, yeah, they're, they're totally. Not, not my style, but... Absolutely. And they weren't for me for years, right? I've talked about yeah. this. Yeah. Like I was just like, yeah, it's cool, 
it's not for me whatsoever. And then like slowly over the years, I was like, okay, I think this is the one like they, they do, they make a lot of different styles, a lot of different shapes and they hit a shape that I like. I've always liked the materials to a degree. Like there's certain ones I really don't like obviously. And there's some that I do, but when I found like the match of shape, which was more important to color, which was the secondary factor, I was like, yep, I'm in and I'm glad I did. All right, should we take a second break? Let's do that. Then we'll get to some Ask TPA, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, keep on writing about some uh, some other stuff. This episode of the Pen Addict is brought to you by Microsoft Lists. Are you looking for a new way to track and manage work and life from start to finish? Microsoft Lists is here to help you clear your brain space and get organized. And it all starts at lists.live.com. Microsoft kicked off a preview program to try lists of your Microsoft accounts, all designed for small businesses and individual use. You start by creating and sharing your lists with your work colleagues, maybe partners, friends, soccer team, your neighbors, whatever you want. You know, maybe you want to create a list of books or movies for your monthly meetings, track home improvement and important receipts throughout the year, or build out team rosters for your soccer team or volunteer group. I am a big believer in if there's some information to be stored, it should be, and lists are the perfect way to do that. You know, like if you want to keep track of stuff, especially sharing them with other people so everyone, you know, remains on the same page and you don't have to rely on everybody keeping track of the list themselves, right? Like if it's all shared, it's pretty amazing. At lists.live.com, you can get started quickly with ready-made templates and use filters and views to visualize your information so you can get one list with a bunch of views on it so you can share your list as links draw to others uh, sorry you could share your lists as links that then draw others in and work together you could do a lot with lists the ready-made templates save you time or you can start blank and add in exactly what and how you want to track your information it's super flexible and great for stuff like gift ideas issue trackers event itineraries or what about keeping track of the inks that you want to try and the inks you've got in your pens mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff you could do that with Microsoft lists if you wanted to go and try the preview now at no cost go to your browser and type in lists.live.com that's lists.live.com sign up sign in and track what matters most check it out and let microsoft know what you like and any feature requests that you might have our thanks to microsoft for the support of this show and all of relay fm interesting i will be checking this out i like uh i like this idea see how it can be used for fountain pens also Mm -hmm. mike you might have heard I play pickleball, and we have a lot of friends that I'm aware play, of and we might con- we might can track how we do some things better in a collaborative aspect like this. Hmm. Hmm. Pondering. Pondering. All right, let's ponder some Ask TPA. You know, I will say about your pickleball, I get scared mm. every time I see you playing pickleball. Nah, I'm good. That's why I'm losing scared. weight. Hey, look, I know you're looking weight. great, but like, you, you know... You had just a horrific accident, you know. I did. I did. Pickleball, so I get scared. I'm scared. I, I don't fair. want you to get hurt again. That's fair. It's fair, but because I, I mean, know, I, I know you. I know you're not half playing it either. I know you're no. going like hard, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, so. we 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 had a tournament this weekend. We got a gold. We got a silver. We're we're going for it, man. We're playing hard. We're oh, we're 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 putting the hurt on some people out there, and just not myself. <laughs> <laughs> Please just keep it that way, will you? <laughs> All right, Jem H asked, I'm just randomly wondering if you ever cogitated on the name fountain pen for our beloved writing instruments. I mean, fountain and pen. Did they used to spurt like fountains? 
Anyway, if you ever suffer from insomnia, <laughs> um, so if you ever suffer from insomnia, that's a hard sentence to say. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that JMH is obviously uh, staying awake one mm-hmm. night and wondering mm-hmm. where on pondering earth, where on earth did the term fountain pen come from? Have you ever thought about this or looked into it, Brad? I'm intrigued. No, okay. but I do enjoy the spurt like fountains aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, we've all seen. You know, the fountain pen being used as a weapon to shoot ink in the bad guy's eyes. I'm sure this is a very uh, popular Mr. Bean uh, activity to uh, to actually shoot the fountain pen uh, as a as a weapon. So I think of it in that aspect, but never as actually the the literal fountain uh, aspect of it. So, yeah, no, I haven't thought of it that deeply, but it's funny we we think about all these things, uh, especially in this online world that we in, like we refer to each other as their people's screen names a lot of times yeah. without even thinking twice about like, if I said this out loud in person, like in a crowd of people, I would get looked at very strangely, but sure. fountain pen has just, uh, it's entered the normal terminology besides, aside from the fact it's just a very, very odd name for something we write on paper with. So I, I, I like this thought. I'll, I will, I will not think about it any further than that though. Like I often say this about things at certain point the name of a thing just becomes the name of the thing and it's not mm-hmm. about what the name means right you know right right so yeah i'm sure uh like the chat saying uh there's there's probably articles out there about where the the actual fountain i did a of quick scan came. of a wikipedia and it didn't help me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so so yeah we'll have to we'll have to work on that and by by we, I mean not you or I, someone else. The royal we. <laughs> the royal we. <laughs> Via David, this one comes from. Favorite erasers for good, clean pencil case erasing without shredding paper or leaving graphite behind? So you want perfection, David. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. You want good, like clean pencil the... erasing, no paper shredding, no graphite left behind. So perfect one in every way is what yeah. David is looking for. Yeah, yeah. I I I wish I could give you that answer. I don't have the full eraser experience. I do know that I will always use a Tombow Mono white eraser when I get the chance just for their erasability. You know, they get they are soft enough to not shred the paper. They do a great enough job at cleaning the graphite off the page. They still have a little bit of, you know, eraser shrapnel, you know, when you're when you're done erasing, but not as much as some others that I've used. But uh, Tombow Mono is considered one of the best. It's the one that I kind of keep sitting on my desk um, when I need to reach for uh, either a block eraser or Tombow also has like the the pin pin type erasers where they they're like in a pin barrel you know, where you can just like click them forward for like more fine erasing. But I, I prefer just like the block style Tombow mono eraser. Uh, Frames asks me, Mike, is there any mm. reason you haven't delved into the world of nib grinds as heavily as Brad? I think there's a I few answer, things. I can answer this question. I would like you to, t- what do you think? And then I'll tell you what I think. It's Maybe not what you need from your writing. That's true. I mean, for me as well, it's just like there's just so much. It just feels like more hassle for me than than is worth it. 
especially when a lot of the grinds, a lot of the grinds, a lot of the popular grinds, it's like, how fine can I make this nib, you know? And I just <laughs> don't want that at all. Yep. Like, I've used, like, architect grinds and stuff, and I don't enjoy it. Like, it, it right. makes the writing experience less enjoyable for me. And some of this can be exacerbated by the fact that I am an overhooking left-handed writer. Right. So some of this stuff is just really complex. Like, it's just really, like, not well-suited to someone with my writing style. For me, I you know, I, like big nibs right like that's that tends to be what i enjoy the most and so i've never really been into these specific grinds like the stuff that i like is the stuff that's really readily available like mm -hmm. you know stub nibs and uh italic grind like i like the um sig i've used the sig a few times it's a stub yep. italic right yeah and i like that like that that actually I, I quite enjoy that um but outside of you know then going into all the stuff that brad gets involved in it's just like not really for me. Yeah, so I use a lot of what I've referred to as picky stuff, and I don't mean that in, in choice. I mean that as they can pick the paper, right, or the edge, and that's either like a sharp cursive italic edge or a needle point. If you don't hold them at the right angle, they, they pick at the paper, right, which yes. is a bad experience. I hate that. And I hate that. Yeah, yeah so the way I write, I that doesn't affect me, right? But if someone else picked up my pen you know, there's a high likelihood they're going to dislike it just because of how kind of extreme some of the edges or the points are. Yeah. So like, so like you, like you're just, I, I refer to you as just like a stock medium person. Right. Mm -hmm. And then everything kind of morphs from there. Right. Yep. Start me with that. That's going to be my best universal answer. And if I can get some type of experience that rotates around you know, that little space right there, you know, be it a stub nib that has a rounded edge or something like that, then, then I'm in. But then if you stray too far from that center of the universe, um, you, it, it, it's, it doesn't work as well for you. Mm. Yeah, I agree. That is 100% mm -hmm. my, uh, my experience. Thomas says, I'm planning to pick up a Caran Dash fixed pencil 22, but I just noticed, uh, that some come with a rough texture grip section. Is this new? Have you had any experience with it? Would you choose rough or classic smooth? This is a great question because I was not clear exactly what Thomas was asking, or I answered it incorrectly the first time because I wanted to know more. So there's actually three different styles of fixed pencil grips, which I learned after talks, talking to Thomas, you have your standard, you know, just painted barrel standard 849 that just goes on the, you know, the roller balls, the ball points, the fixed pencils, you just, your basic smooth grip. Uh -huh. There is a grip that I dislike that they just started to do, Karen Dash that is, where they would take the edge of the facet and groove it, right? So it wouldn't be like uh, concentric circles like all around the grip it would just be on the edge and the edge of each raised part of the facet would be notched and it's really uncomfortable I dislike <laughs> I okay. dislike that so I was like if you're talking about that no I would get the smooth but he said no let me send you a picture and there's actually a third grip which I hadn't seen before it's almost like they sandblast the grip area of the pencil to where it has that more of a textured than just the glossy smooth. And I imagine that's fine because it didn't look overly textured. Like it didn't look like it was going to be rough on your fingers, huh. but it would actually give you some grip 
to where, you know, maybe the smooth one is too slick for some people. It would give you a little bit more of a grip. So yeah, that one looks cool. I will actually, actually want to get one of those to test out, but I have tested ones with uh, ridges on the edge and I instantly disliked it. Like it would, I don't know how this became a product because it digs into your fingers. Like it's, it's not, not beneficial to, to the, uh, writing uh well with a fixed pencil or a ballpoint or whatever else they're using this grip on i hope it goes away soon yeah and sam asks do you know of any good fountain pen friendly index cards that are blank on both sides no (laughs) i i i don't a blank is it's got to be rare for index cards right yeah blank is the hardest to get to begin with and, you know, I want to say Exacompta might do them. I would even have to look. Exacompta is more known for either their color cards or their grid cards. They might offer a blank and white. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I would look at. Um, Exacompta, yeah. Um, unfortunately, Knock has never made a blank one. I've been asked to make a blank card before when we were making things at Knock Rip. Um but I always had a weird feeling about selling a blank card, right? It's just like, what did I do to actually create this? It's like selling you oxygen or something, right? It's just so yeah. basic. Like, I felt dirty. <laughs> so I, I I don't think other companies would think that way. But I check Exacompta. For some reason, I'm thinking they might have an option now for blank. They, I think they might actually do a few different rulings. I'll have to look at this. I'll see if I can follow up with Sam. I'll, I'll look myself. But um, there's really uh, just a dearth of options in fountain pen friendly index cards. So maybe these knock one, knock ones should uh, should live on somewhere somehow some way. If you would like to send in a question of your own for us to answer on a future episode of the show, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA or use question mark AskTPA in the RelayFM members' Discord. You can also email them to hello at penaddict.com. If you want to find Brad online, you can go to penaddict on Instagram. He's dowdyism on Twitter and at penaddict.com. Spokedesign.com as well, and you can find Brad Brad streaming live on Twitch three times a week at twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can find me, I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. You could check out my new Formula One podcast if you're interested at relay.fm slash backmarkers and we stream. There's also a video version where you can get at backmarkers.live and we stream uh, that basically as soon as after the races as we can. So we've done one episode so far. We're going to be streaming after every race weekend. Uh, so come check it out if you are so inclined. If you're not inclined, watch Formula One Drive to Survive uh, on uh, Netflix, and then maybe you will be, because mm-hmm. that's what got me and Brad into it. Yep. Uh, if you want to find our show notes for this week's episode, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 506. Thanks to Pen Chalet and Microsoft Lists for their support of this show. But most of all, as always, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>